Hi, and welcome to the iPhone Life podcast. I'm Donna Schill, Editor-in-Chief at iPhone Life. And I'm David Averbach, CEO and Publisher. We have a special episode for you today. Going into the holidays, we wanted to talk about apps and gear to help you have the best holiday yet with your friends and family. So stay tuned for that. First, we have a message from our sponsor. Today's iPhone Life podcast is brought to you by Zugu. Zugu makes, in my opinion, the best iPad case on the market. I've tried out a bunch and Zugu is my favorite. It's got all kinds of articulation so you can set it on a table or on your lap and always adjust it to the perfect angle. It's also a super protective case so it's gonna protect your device from drops and they even guarantee this. They will cover the costs of Apple Care repairs if your device is damaged while it's in a Zugu case. I also think it looks really sharp and they've got a bunch of stylish color options to choose from. My favorite feature though is the case is magnetic so you can stick it on the fridge for out of the way storage or you can stick it right up there and stream a movie or refer to a recipe while you're in the kitchen cooking. I use it this way all the time. Find out why they've got over 75,000 five-star reviews. Get your Zugu case today at ZuguCase.com. That's Z-U-G-U case.com. Next, I wanted to take a minute to tell you about our free newsletter. You can go to iphonelife.com slash daily tip to sign up and you get a one minute tip in your inbox every morning that teaches you something cool you can do with your iPhone. So iphonelife.com slash daily tip and sign up and it's completely free. So I have a tip I wanted to share for you. It's a new feature that I've been wanting for years, and it's how to transfer a FaceTime call from your iPhone to your iPad. This is now a feature that you can do also with your Mac if you have macOS Ventura. But it's been sort of a weird blind spot, I thought, for Apple. Like You can transfer calls from devices, but not FaceTime calls in the past. And now there's a button that pops up if you have your your iPhone, if you have your um, Mac out with Mac OS Ventura and you're holding your iPhone, you'll have a switch button that you can switch over mm-hmm. to, your, to your other device. And I find this really useful because sometimes you are like, I've found myself wanting this feature a lot of times and and it wasn't available before. No, you I, had that? Yeah, I totally agree. I'll often have it where somebody will FaceTime call me and it'll start ringing on all my devices and this like mad dash to figure out what is the right device to answer it on. Yes. Um, or another time where this comes up is if it's a work call, for example, and I'm suddenly wanting to share my screen on a different device. So there's a lot of reasons why you may want one device over the other. And I agree. It was weird. I have, I'd have to be like, oh, hang up and call me back as opposed to just switch it seamlessly, which is what Apple typically does and is really good at in terms of those handoff features. So yeah, I agree. So uh, the tip I have that I'll read out here is for switching from your iPad to your iPhone, because you do have to have some settings enabled first. Um, handoff is the main one. So first you go um, into your settings app on your iPhone, tap general, airplay and handoff, and then you toggle handoff on. So And you would do the same thing on your iPhone and in your iPad so that the the stage is set. And then from then on, now when you answer a FaceTime call on your iPhone, um, when you, I'm just reading through the instructions right here, it's the switch button when you have both devices out. And, it'll, and then you can switch back and forth as much as you want. 
Yeah, and another thing I like too is those controls when you're on your iPhone, if you have an iPhone 14 Pro, are right in the Dynamic Island, which we don't talk about a lot, but I love the Dynamic Island. I actually think it's my favorite thing about the Pro devices. There's so many times where it just the useful, relevant information is right there, and it wouldn't normally have been on an iPhone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. if I'm driving and listening to music, it'll have the map directions right there as I'm listening to my music. There's so many times where the Dynamic Island just, they do such a good job of having the right relevant information there. Yeah, it's very true. Next, I wanna tell you about our premium subscription. It's called iPhone Life Insider. This is our one-stop shop for every Apple enthusiast to teach you how to get the most out of all of your Apple devices, including the iPad, MacBook, iPhone, AirPods, etc. We have tons of content for you, including guides for our latest operating systems. We have live courses that we have for a year that you can attend. We also have Ask an Expert where you can write in with your questions and get guaranteed responses from our team, a digital subscription to iPhone Life magazine and video versions of our daily tip. And we have 30% off for podcast listeners. So all you have to do is go to iphonelife.com slash podcast discount to claim your 30% off. Also, you can get up to 40% off if you're a senior service per personnel or a veteran. And we just released our updated iPad guide, which I'm really excited about because it has everything you need to know for iPad OS 16. It has, including stage manager and all the new iPad OS 16 features, but it also has all of the fundamentals. So it's everything you need to know to master your iPad. And it's really a must own for anybody who has an iPad. Yeah, uh, Stage Manager has been a fun one to test out on macOS Ventura and also on the iPad. And we just yeah. have came out with a macOS Ventura course too that you can go and watch so you can learn it on all of your devices <laughs> and be updated on all of your multitasking and productivity. Yes. So we had an insider question that is a favorite that I wanted to read out. Um, it's not a recent one, but it's a, an oldie but goodie that I... Oh, I'm always a, shocked that people, yeah, I was going to say, I'm always shocked when people don't know this and they've just been typing the like inconvenient way all the time. <laughs> so here's an insider wrote, hi, insider team. When I want to edit a text, how do I accurately position the cursor? Pointing to a character with my fat finger seldom works. <laughs> Having to delete everything right to left to the point I want is frustrating. Sincerely, Greg. Dear Greg, I have a tip that lets you precisely position the cursor while typing, making it much faster and easier to edit text, emails, and messages on your iPhone. Next time you're using your keyboard, simply press and hold one finger on the space bar and the keyboard will turn light gray, essentially transforming it into a digital trackpad. Now, just like with a trackpad, slide your finger to move the cursor where you need it and lift your finger to drop it exactly where you want it. I hope this helps. Best wishes. This was uh, from Leanne on our Ask an Expert team. So um, the key here is that you're turning your keyboard into a trackpad. Yes. And once it's grayed out, you can move your finger wherever you want and move the cursor like even into the middle of a word, which is so convenient. And I use it constantly. Yeah. And conversely, it's so inconvenient, like they're saying, to try to like tap the perfect spot with your fat fingers. Yeah. Uh, the trackpad is so much easier. And if you don't know it, make sure you check this out because it'll change your life. <laughs> Apple does a nice job, though, too, like of offering multiple ways to do something. It is true that your finger is less precise. But one thing that I didn't know until more recently is that if you press and hold, it does create like a little magnifying this is true. Uh, circle. And then you're able to move where you want in the text and also slide your finger without messing up what you were writing. Um 
So it's different than if you're just going and like tapping somewhere in the text and hoping it gets the right spot. Like it does make it pretty precise as well. Yeah, no, those are both true. good options. I think I agree. I'm probably overly hating on my not preferred way of doing it, but nonetheless, two good options. One clearly better. No, just kidding. So you don't, do you ever use the other method? I do sometimes because if I'm, it just it somewhat depends on where my finger is. If I'm like happen to be like close to it, I'll press and hold, but. Typically, I'll go to the, I'll, my finger is where the keypad is, and then I'll do it the, the way we just talked about in this tip. Yeah. Yeah. I use the trackpad version more often. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let us know how you like this tip. You can email us at podcast at iphonelife.com. Let us know if you prefer the trackpad version or the moving with your finger, your fat finger <laughs> <laughs> version <laughs> when you're typing. So moving into our main theme for today, we're talking about holiday apps Holidays. and gear. The, my first question for you is, have you finished your holiday shopping? Man, <laughs> I've got a few. I did pretty well this year planning ahead of time. Uh, I've got a few last minute gifts, but like I know what they are and where they where to get them. So we are. Let's take a step back here. We had a lot of talks this week of do we cover last minute holiday gifts or not? I know. We've um, been told we're too late. Some but... people on our team said that we were too late because people couldn't get it through Amazon Prime. And I gently reminded everybody that there's this cool thing called stores that you can go to. <laughs> <laughs> and that many of you listening in live near stores. Yeah. I am actually really curious to find out if I am correct that some people still need to do holiday shopping or if I am just a crazy person who tries to do in the last week how about you are you on are you on team last minute i have like two people that i just realized are going to buy me gifts oh, that i didn't worst. know so I now know. like i thought i was done but i'm not okay and i am slightly panicking about it so well, we have some lists for you if they we have do. iphones <laughs> yeah for, for tech lovers we have all of you listening covered because i feel like it's very common to like get the main ones out of the way but then you realize later on in the game that there's some last minute gifts to add on or like you feel like someone you got something for it's like not quite enough and you want to round it out more we have some ideas for you and in that way too. i actually do feel like because we're obviously iphone life we're going to cover tech gifts and iphone gifts i feel like yeah. they actually make really good gifts and i have a friend who just got a new iphone who i need to buy gifts for so some of these are coming from my real life brainstorming sessions i mean i feel like it's the rare person who doesn't like an apple product yeah like or like a tech accessory yeah yeah. I agreed. Okay, so getting into it. Oh, other question is, how do you keep your holiday gift list? Do you use the Reminders app? Do you use the Notes app? You Anything know, like that? I, you, I weirdly sort of keep it in my head, which is not like me. Um, but I did last night sit down and put it all on a list to make sure I didn't forget anyone or anything. So I guess I would say Notes. But I often sort of keep it in my head, which is not a recommended practice. What about yeah, you? Yeah, I was going to say, that's like, that seems risky. I know. I'm, I do this with my schedule, too. I've committed this last week to Donna, who helps keep all of us organized here at iPhone Life. <laughs> I've committed to being a calendar person. And every week, every day, I turn to Donna and go, I'm a calendar person now. Because I'm actually really bad about this. And I just keep everything in my head and then try to keep in my head and forget things. So you're right. It is dangerous. <laughs> I don't recommend it. I think I did pull it off this year, though. How about you? Are you notes, reminders, living I, dangerously? I use the notes app. And the reason why is that, I mean, this is another like not necessarily tech related tip, but I think it's a good one anyway. I like to keep lists for different people in my life. Um, 
just when they randomly mention things that they like. Yeah. So that when it the Christmas comes around or their birthday comes around, I can refer to the note because usually in the moment I'm not feeling creative and will be like, I have no idea what to get this person. Mm-hmm. And so it's so nice to have like a full list. So I have like a gift giving note and I've got like a list of some of like my parents and boyfriend and stuff like that. But now at the top, I have the actual like Christmas list and it's a checklist. So I could like satisfyingly go in and check off as I've bought people their gifts. I feel like this tip has come full circle because I feel like this is something I've talked about in previous years to keep a list all year. Yeah. For... Do you do the same? Yeah, I do. So this is a good, I mean. I feel like Rayanne taught me that one. Oh, Rayanne really? is our video production manager and also a very, She's a a really very thoughtful gift giver. Gift giver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, no, keep it all year. We're too late for that, but start it for next year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, notes, I think is the right way. Because this one in particular, you want a more fluid format where you can post links and things like that. Reminders works for this, but I think notes is the way to go. I agree. Yeah. Reminders, you can now do nested lists, which I think you would want if you were going to do this so that you could have like multiple gifts for a person, for instance, mm-hmm. um, but and and still keep it organized. But notes is my app of choice. Um, but yeah, let's get into some of these tech recommendations. I think the AirTags is a really obvious one that is if you're wanting to like get a nice Apple gift for someone and not break the bank. Yeah, AirTags, I feel like is something that for some reason everybody sort of forgets about. Um, but they're, a, I think they're a really great Apple product. So AirTags, if you don't know, are the little, uh, they're Bluetooth compatible little like chips, would we call them? Mm, they're, yeah, they're like a little puck almost. Puck. It's like the size of like a quarter. Yes. So they're a little Bluetooth compatible puck that you can put on devices to, and it helps you track them. And what's really cool about them, in my opinion, is that they will, um, they use what's called a mesh network. So they, how it works is, First of all, when you separate from your AirTag, it tracks the last known location. But also, if that AirTag then moves, let's say it's, I don't know, I can't think of an example, but um, it it will then use other people's iPhones around you to uh, find the latest known location, even if it moved since it disconnected from your phone. So it's a really cool idea to use other Apple products, iPhones, Macs, to track your devices. It does it anonymously, so... You don't have to like, it's not like it's telling you where other people are. Um, so I, a couple good use cases so you can kind of imagine why somebody would want this slash you can get accessories for them. Keys are a really obvious one. Actually, funnily enough, as we we're setting up, Colin, who helps, he's the editor of this podcast, uh, lost his keys. And I was giving him a hard time for not having an air tag on his keys. Um, another one, you have it on your dog, right? Mm-hmm. So you can get a little... In general, with AirTags, I would recommend getting some kind of carrying case for how you're planning on using it. And so I think that's a nice thing to pair with AirTag if you're buying it as a gift. Um, for uh, for our dog, we have a little attachment that goes on the collar. And I think it's a really nice way to track your dog, but you do want to be in an urban area because if you're like out in the country yeah. – it's not like, as David said, it uses other Apple devices to track the location. So it's not going to really help you in that scenario. So I do, I like have some reservations about recommending it for dogs. Um, but I it's feel like. It's not foolproof, but it is yeah. nice to have. I think probably the best way to use it is on a keychain. Yeah. And um, Apple makes really nice keychain holders and Nomad is the other company, which if you're ordering online, you might, you're probably too late for Christmas, but I'll still just put it out there that they have really nice premium leather cases that you can attach to a, to a bag or yeah. two keys. 
Um, another, a couple other use cases for this. I think it's nice again because you want accessories to go with it. Um, yeah. You, I have one on my Apple TV remote. Oh, so Apple that's TV. Smart. It's so frustrating because Apple obviously makes the Apple TV, mm-hmm. and they have this slim little remote that just always gets lost. And they did not build in any Find My technology to it. So you can get a AirTag, and you can get a little slim silicon case for your Apple TV remote that fits that holds an air tag so that when you lose it somewhere in your couch you can make a beep that's so smart uh, another use case for this that doesn't require any other accessories I think the two places that pretty much everyone in the world should have these number one we talk about your keys number two in your car because every once in a while you park somewhere and you cannot find it <laughs> and this is a good solution but it's scary like I've Came really close one time to accidentally losing my car in Chicago. In Chicago, right? Yeah. yeah. I had a friend park it in a parking lot. He left and went home. I didn't, wasn't paying attention to where he parked. And it was like anywhere in a one mile radius in downtown Chicago was what I was trying to find. So air tags would have been perfect for that. Yeah. Um, I think that air tags are a great gift. AirPods, if you're going a little higher budget, I think is a great option as well. Yeah, and I've actually, I mean, again, it's like a little more, it's probably the most expensive thing we have on this list, but I bought it a couple Such times a for gift, people. Though. And they have, what I would recommend, Depend. I guess it really depends on the person, but I've bought the AirPods 2, which is a generation back. So there's AirPods second generation, AirPods third generation, and then AirPods Pro and Pro Max. Uh, but AirPods 2 are not that expensive. I think they're still great AirPods that make great gifts. So I bought that for a under couple... Under $200. Right? But yeah, it was like, I got it, I mean, unfortunately, I got it on Black Friday for under $100. But even now, you can get it for like 100 to $120. So it's not that bad. And they fit my ears. And they fit Donna's ears. <laughs> which is the key point. Which no. is most important. <laughs> yeah, that's like a complaint from a past episode, is that the newest AirPods completely fall out of my ears and the older ones actually fit me perfectly so maybe think about who you're buying them for and if they have smaller ears get the airpods (laughs) too and it's cheaper and they'll fit in their ears better and i will say part of the compromise for this episode because we do know a lot of you have gotten your christmas gifts um but one of the compromises was we also want to talk about accessories for any new apple products that you might be getting for christmas and pretty much everything on this list doubles for both so if you just got a new iPhone, AirPods make a great companion, um, AirTags are really great if you got a new Apple TV, things like that. So just putting that out there because our next one, our next couple in particular are we have here is like holiday, last minute holiday gifts. They make really good stocking stuffers. But if you just got a new iPhone or iPad, you're going to want to consider that. And those are charging solutions. They make really great gifts, in my opinion, because yeah. they're... No one wants to buy that for themselves. Nobody wants to buy it for themselves. They're affordable, so you can kind of just throw it on with another gift. And also, um, they are something that really make a difference if you just got a new device. So the two we have here, a MagSafe charger or a MagSafe dock. So this is something if somebody in your life has a bunch of Apple products, it's really great because it keeps your iPhone at a vertical position. It also charges a little faster than the classic Qi wireless charger. And you can get one if they have an Apple Watch and AirPods that charges multiple devices. So that's really a great last-minute gift. Also, it is a great gift for yourself if somebody just bought you one of these devices and you want a new charging solution. Uh, Do you have a favorite brand for this? 
Um, I really like Belkin. Yeah, I was gonna. Belkin's my favorite um, too. I mean, it's say, not we were trying cheap, to but list, it's classy. Yeah, and we're trying to list some that you can buy like at an Apple store or like Best Buy, things like that, because like. We like a lot of brands that you would have to order online, like Nomad, but probably they're not the best recommendations if people are needing to go to a to an actual physical store to get these yeah, devices. So, in, in this case, I actually, no matter what, even if you're buying online, Belkin is my favorite because this yeah. is a product that often is in your bedroom. You kind of want it to look nice. You don't want it to be a cheap solution. And Belkin just is a really nice looking MagSafe charging don't we have the same one, like the three-in-one? Yeah. So it has like a little Apple Watch puck, and then it has the like bed underneath for your AirPods, and it's it's very nice. I like mine a lot. Oh, I have actually one very, like a stocking stuffer, which is maybe a little last-minute gift. If I don't know if you can pull it off because it's online, but you can get it for yourself later, which is an LED, you can get little stickers that cover LED lights because it's one of these little pet peeves of mine in my room. I have oh, such a smart room that I have I all of these this. little mini lights just glowing everywhere in every corner of my room. Yeah. And I just, I like my room dark when I sleep. So you can get a little sticker that covers each of these LED lights so that you don't have that problem. That's a smart one. Uh, I feel like for this season too, I've been loving my smart humidifier. I need one of those lights. Yes. stickers for but i feel like that's also a good holiday gift actually because like everybody needs a humidifier if they're in a cold weather i agree climate. and a smart plug if you don't get a smart humidifier so in my room i now have a salt lamp connected to a smart plug and a humidifier connected to a smart plug and oh, i love it Oh, genius so, i feel like you've really like dialed in your smart home i am really i love like whenever i come up with like a new breakthrough of my smart home of like a new way to do it i, I love it um which by the yeah, way. this brings us to smart home section of the holiday guide. Yeah, right? <laughs> well, no, I was getting ready to say that we have we're planning a smart home podcast coming up. So we may yeah. add a few products here, but uh, smart home require a lot of extra testing. So we've been working towards an episode coming soon. Um, but I will. So let me just back this up, though. My favorite by far, again, actually, interestingly enough, Belkin has a smart plug uh, that I love. It's called the Wemo smart plug. If you get a smart plug, you want to make sure it's HomeKit compatible, which this one is. I literally just bought one for $20, so they're not that expensive. Uh, and just to back up one step further, like Donna was saying, these are gifts. Don't forget that most of these gifts, I think pretty much every gift we've named so far, you can get not only for your, uh, not only at the Apple store, but at Target and Best Buy. So app in Walmart, Apple products are actually sold not just in the Apple store. So just a friendly reminder that these gifts can be purchased in most of your major tech stores. Yeah. And David's point about getting a HomeKit compatible smart plug like can't be emphasized enough. <laughs> I've also in the last year gotten into smart home products for the first time, really. And I didn't listen to David. <laughs> and um, I got a bunch of different smart lights. Some of them are HomeKit compatible. Some are not. And just in general, smart home products like the Furbo that spies on your pets and stuff isn't smart, isn't um, HomeKit compatible. And I don't use those one products yeah. because it's just so nice to be able to use it through the Home app and be able to coordinate them all together, which is what HomeKit allows you to do through scenes and automations. Um, so I wanted to get into some smart home recommendations as gifts here, but I really wanted to say, like, go with the HomeKit compatible ones. I think a smart light starter kit is a really good gift for people because that, along with the smart plug, you're not assuming that people want to spend a ton of time on it and they still can, like, have fun with it and enjoy yeah. 
like a little bit of what a smart home is like, and then they can decide from there whether they want to go further with it. Whereas getting someone like a smart lock or something like for their door, you don't know if they necessarily want to install that and go to all the trouble. It requires a lot of extra, yeah, fussing. Even like the Ecobee thermostat, which I think like these are good gifts if you already know somebody wants these things. But otherwise, like I wouldn't want to do something that's going to involve like a lot of hard work and installation. Yeah, I agree. And we'll talk about this more for the uh, HomeKit episode. But the I would say the, the problem with getting somebody a smart light as a gift, I have this down here too, but um, it's an expensive gift for them because what ends up happening, at least what happened to me, is once you have one, you're like, they work so much better together. They work so much better if all of your lights become smart lights. So you get somebody one and they love it and then they think, oh, no, now I need to buy them for my entire house. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, that's, that's a them problem, not a you problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you have any other smart home products that you think would be good on this list? Um, well, first of all, brands for smart lights. Are you on Team Philip Hughes like me? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And um, Nanoleaf makes really nice Yeah, one. I heard you say that. It, just as nice. You're as happy with them? Nanoleaf, I would say the setup was even easier. Oh, wow. Like you didn't have to um, use Nanoleaf's app. You could just do it straight in the home app. Oh, that's which cool. Is, you could bypass all of that. Um, and I, yeah, I'm trying to remember setup. I think I used a QR code on the actual bulb and it like opened up the home app and was just a really quick installation process. Okay. And they worked really well, like not buggy at all. Um, there was some other not HomeKit compatible light that I got that I wasn't crazy about. I think it was Wise. Mm-hmm. Um, and Wise, like they make fine products. They're a little bit more like budget and smart home stuff, but I, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, I, I mean, you can. So this is interesting because my other smart home recommendation is sort of breaking this. So I talked about this before, but I got an Amazon Echo Dot. Mm, and you still liking it? I love it. I still like the HomePod more, so that's a great gift, the HomePod Mini. Um, but the HomePod Mini is $100, and I got the Amazon Echo Dot plus a smart light for $25. And that's still available, by the way. So if you're listening to this now, I think you could probably get it in time for Christmas. Uh, I actually loved it so much that I got it as a Christmas gift for somebody because it was like... It's pretty affordable, and the Echo Dot's great. Amazon Echo's great. Again, it doesn't connect as well to your Apple products, uh, and if you go all in on HomeKit, then you're going to want a HomeKit-compatible system, but um, I still like it, and it's a great affordable gift that's fun. Yeah, like I think for um, teenagers, it's kind of a cool gift too. Like I feel like it does a lot, and it's like also a Bluetooth speaker and you can do all these actions with it. Um, I got it for like my niece and nephew last year. And okay. I thought that that was like yeah, a nice, totally. a, a nice fun thing for them that feels really cool. And it's actually like under 40 bucks. Totally. So yeah, yeah I think it's an, I think that's an awesome idea. Um, Apple wallet. I see on your list, David. I think I, I love my Apple wallet. I, I use, I've now gone all in on it. So this is my only wallet I carry it. It's good for people who want to live light because I literally can carry one credit card in my ID and that is it. I have no cash on me. I have no other cards. So it's a hassle. Um, but I don't need to carry a wallet. So for people in your life who you think would like that, uh, I love mine. And I would recommend getting the Apple Wallet. So making sure there's some other third party ones. But what I love about the Apple Wallet is that it has Find My baked in. So what that means is if I ever lose my Apple Wallet, which, you know, the MagSafe is good, but not amazing. And so sometimes it pops off my phone. 
I get a notification telling me when it disconnected from my phone and where the last known location was. Uh, and it has saved me a few times. So I recommend that. Uh, it's about $59, I believe. So it's not crazy. I think my dad would love that. That would be would have been a good idea for me to get for him for, <laughs> for Christmas. <laughs> um, while we're our, uh, I, even though we already talked about AirPods, and I think AirPods are amazing, and I don't know anyone who has them who doesn't love them, there are other really great earbud options on the market if you want to try something a little cheaper. Um, Sony Link Buds are ones that I've tried in the past year, and outside of AirPods, they're my favorite. Mm -hmm. uh, they're super lightweight, really comfortable in your ear. Um, the sound quality is really great, and you can customize it in the Sony app in a lot of different ways, like more sophisticated than what you can do with the AirPods, I think. Um, and I think it was like 50 bucks cheaper okay. than the AirPods. So I think that's another great option for people. Um, cases and screen protectors. Yeah, this one I added more for the set for the follow up section of if you just got a new device or someone, you know, oh, just yeah. got a new device, the post Christmas accessory purchases. I don't think because I think that really the instant you get a new phone, you should put a screen protector on it. Yeah. So it's unlikely to be a great holiday gift because presumably people have had their devices for a while. But for you or for your loved ones who just got it, um, making sure you get a glass screen protector. Uh, I've been using Belkin for a long time uh, for since I got my phone in September and I haven't had any problems with it. So I have enjoyed it. It had a very easy application process. That's something I look for. Um, do you have a favorite glass screen protector? Um, Zag makes ones that are pretty good. Mm -hmm. They, they sent to us, that's the one I have on right now. And <laughs> totally agree with you that you should always have it on your iPhone. Cause <laughs> I feel like within like two days it cracked. Um, the company that sent, there's a company that sent like a two pack, which was nice. Um, and so I switched, uh, when this one cracked, I switched out another one, which is also cracked now and I need to, to replace that. But, um, let me look that up while we're talking about products because I can't remember which company sent for that to me. For me, I will say that, first of all, there's very cheap ones on Amazon, but then there are, there are the more premium ones. I tend to go with the premium ones because I trust them more. Every brand claims to have some special technology to be the strongest and work the best, which is, and I have a hard time parsing through that to figure out which actually is the strongest and works the best, which is why I'm recommending belkin just because i've had it on my phone for a while and it worked zag i also it was like, zag that I, that I was but talking zag about. i have that problem where it tends to somehow crack uh pretty quickly really yeah i mean um, I, it did for me which but... is not necessarily the worst thing because they're designed to under a lot of impact actually they are designed to break so that they, it absorbs the impact and doesn't break your screen underneath which is much more expensive yeah um so i don't know it's just sort of everybody has their favorite brand with this stuff I do want to, before we move on to other products, though, also put a plug in for a glass screen protector for your iPads. Those screens are really expensive and you do not want to break them. And I think people forget about screen protectors for iPads. How much does it cost to replace your iPad screen, like an iPad Pro? Thankfully, display, I have never found out <laughs> and I hope to never find out. I don't have a screen protector on my iPad and I really, really should. Yeah, I think it's a good one. It's a good recommendation. Yeah. Um, the Zag one, the Zag screen protector has a few options. Most of them have this now, but it's kind of controversial. The privacy screen versus non-privacy screen. Oh, yeah. What do you think? Um, Sarah Kingsbury, she wrote an iPhone 14 accessory roundup for our latest issue of the magazine and was 
a proponent of the privacy screen, really? which I okay. was surprised by. I hate it. Because to me, like, as soon as you tilt your phone a little bit, you can't read the display yourself. Like, you're hiding your phone from yourself. Yeah. So for that reason, I'm not not wild about it. And, yeah, and I think conversely, like, the scenarios that you're really concerned over somebody else viewing your screen are kind of few and far between. And if there's something that comes up on your screen that you don't want them to view you can usually sort of tilt it away from them. Yeah, so like I think online mostly banking you're... is definitely, like, could be an example of that on the plane or something like that. But, you know, I, I, yeah, I usually feel like I can pretty easily control who's looking over my shoulder. You can easily avoid online banking on a plane, I think. <laughs> yeah, that too. I think you're mostly inconveniencing yourself is my theory on the privacy screen protectors. Yeah. I have a fun stocking stuffer. Oh, yeah. Anchor makes, it's, like, similar to a pop socket, but it's a little, like, MagSafe grip. That goes on the back of your phone, and they oh, come cool. in fun colors. So if it's, like, for younger people, that might be a fun one. Um, and the glory of this is that it allows you to hold your phone more easily. The main use that Sarah pointed out, and I think it's a good one, is, like, when you're laying in bed and have your phone over your face and you, like, drop your phone on your face. It's, like, if you have this <laughs> clip, it'll stop you from doing that. That is fine. It also works as a little prop for your phone, so it's, like, a little tripod, basically, too. Um, and those are just, like, 10 to $15. Anchor also, we were talking about chargers. Anchor has great adapters and cables that are affordable on Amazon. So this is probably not, I mean, you can yeah. get it at Walmart maybe, but um, this is more for yourself for after the holidays. But I recommend them as a brand that I trust and is on Amazon. Um, in particular, I'm a big fan. They have a wide range of adapters that uses this new technology. I don't know. It's G-A-N, uh, which may, allows them to make, and they're not the only ones with this, but allows them to make adapters that are small but have um multiple ports so you can have adapters that can charge uh an ipad uh or a macbook and have several of them potentially so i like those we always recommend having a rapid charger in your house so one with a usb-c to lightning cable and a usb-c adapter is something i always recommend I just was thinking about for our iPhone photographers, other products that are cool. Um, at the Apple Store, I'm not sure if they have some of the lenses. Do you know? I don't know. Sandmark is the brand that Cullen, one of our video producers, really swears by at the at like high quality lens attachments that you can put on your iPhone to get really cool results. And I feel like most people would be excited to get that. Yeah, for, for oh, that's Christmas. a great idea. Sandmark and um, I. Man, I'm trying to remember. Moment is the other company that makes really great lenses. Mm. Okay. Um, oh, last but not least, um, cases. So I, I've been using a spec case for a while on my phone and really enjoy it. Most people I know have sort of ended up landing on spec. They just seem to have the right combination of look stylish, is uh, protective but not too bulky and not too expensive, but still high end. Um there's a bunch of cases out there, you know, OtterBox, obviously, you know, mostly you can't go wrong with cases as long as you don't go too cheap or too thin. But Specs is my recommendation. I've been really happy with it. Do you have a case brand? Spec, spec is actually, I don't, didn't bring my iPhone for this recording. Spec's my top choice because it's slim, but still really protective, like yeah. you said, and um, MagSafe compatible. That's what I was going to say. The one thing, if you buy a case, make sure you get MagSafe compatible. Yeah, if you uh, have one of the newer iPhones, like you don't want to miss out on MagSafe capabilities. And if you don't have a case that supports it, you're yeah. missing out on that. Uh, for the iPad, I love the Zugu case. Um, they are a sponsor, so full disclosure there. But they also do make the best cases. Uh, and I love the cases that hold your iPad, the folio style that hold your iPad at the right angle for easy usage and viewing uh 
And, and up to 10 viewing angles, Ziku has. There you go. <laughs> and it comes in this like really nice army green. Oh, you got the army green. <laughs> yeah. I went with a Cognac. Oh, Cognac. very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice when we have sponsors that we're genuinely excited about. Yeah. To in share general, with you we get into this awkward place where we, if we love our product, we go out and say, you guys have to advertise with us because we love yeah. your products, but then we want to tell you about the products we love. So anyway, yes, I agree. It's great that our sponsors have great products. It also, is. it's a great product. This is not a paid spot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we promise. Yeah. Okay, so we also wanted to talk about in this episode the fact that a lot of you might still be celebrating remotely over yes. the holidays, whether it's the pan pandemic related or not at this point. Like a lot of people also just don't live in the same area of the country and you might want to be in touch with people and feel connected to them over the holidays when you're apart. So we want to just spend a little time this episode talking about that and giving you some ideas for making that fun. Also, we just uh, just heard that Apple came out with Apple Music Sing, a karaoke service. So we wanted to talk about how you can take advantage of that to have a fun holiday party and karaoke yeah. like never before. <laughs> I'm really excited about this for our next holiday, um, next company party because we like to do karaoke. To if try you're out this doing service. an in-person holiday party, <sighs> karaoke is fun. It's like one of it those is. classic things that people I think is a little cheesy, so people don't always do. But every time we do, we have a we we do it a lot as a company parties, and every time we do it, we just have a blast. Um, and this is actually a really cool new feature that Apple added. It's rare i think in this space for a really innovative new feature to come out with spotify and apple music and title and all these things and this i think fits that uh description it's a pretty innovative new feature so how it works is most karaoke basically they redo a song right so if you do if you get a karaoke uh app or you do karaoke dvds or on youtube it's usually literally like somebody on a piano replaying the song and you're singing over it what this does is it actually uses AI to remove the vocals. So it's the actual recording of the song with the actual instrumentation. And because now uh, Apple has lyrics for all the songs, it has the lyrics too. So you can use it to sing along. Uh, and it's I believe it's definitely available on the iPad and the iPhone. And I'm pretty sure it's available on your Apple TV as well, which is perfect. Yeah, it is. I can double check which models, but it came out with iOS 16.2. Yeah, so just came out. So, so Don and I haven't gone to test it very much yet, but we uh, we were researching it in, in preparation for this episode, and it seems really exciting and fun. So yeah. worth trying out the holiday season. Also, um, I mean, very last minute, but I think it would be fun if you had a Bluetooth microphone to go with it. So something to think about. And we were think we were brainstorming that maybe AirPods would work for that, but also then, you know, you have to pass AirPods from person to person is maybe a little gross. I don't know. But a Bluetooth microphone with this, too, if you're planning a holiday party, I think would be fun. So what would the AirPods do? Because AirPods are a Bluetooth microphone, was my point. Like, oh. you could use as a Bluetooth microphone. But it would just be, it wouldn't be, like, then playing to the whole room. You could use the AirPods. It's a, actually a good question that might not work. I was imagining you could use the AirPods as a microphone, but have the speaker be on the TV. Oh, maybe. Yeah, that would be cool. Which I think you could do. But I think a Bluetooth yeah. microphone is the way to go. Um, and Apple TV does support Bluetooth. So I would imagine you could set up a Bluetooth microphone with it. So Apple, the Apple TV 4K 
um, has Apple has the Apple Music Sing cool. feature, and then the iPhone and iPad with iOS 16 and iPad OS 16.2 and later. And we we actually skipped over it, but I love my Apple TV, uh, and I recommend it as a holiday gift if you want. If somebody has a TV, uh, it's a great last minute gift. Uh, I just yeah, think I agree. It's one of those areas where it, I just think it's way better than the other competitors. I mean, App, uh, Amazon has one, Roku has one that are Google has one. All of them are a lot cheaper, but Amazon, but Apple just lowered their price on their Am, on their um, Apple TV, and I just love it. And I find it works so much better than the competitors, especially if you have iPhone in an Apple Home. Obviously, yeah, I think it's a really good gift because I think it's something that people don't always think of as essential but i if you have one you end up loving it people often don't buy it for themselves but you have it you love it i agree yeah um so yeah apple music sing i agree it's really cool because one of the biggest downsides of karaoke is the really like cheesy renditions of all the songs that you like and like it's like usually looking it up on youtube and the whole thing's kind of funky and then also needing to have a friend who has like a karaoke box or you know like i feel like it's this whole thing and now it just removes all of that and also um more song selection. Like, That's what I was cool. going to say. Because it uses AI to create this, you can you do it on any song that Apple has lyrics for. Yeah. Which is like, a, I, I read 80 million songs. I don't, we have to test this out. But yeah, potentially, it's always frustrating to want to do a song. It's not uncommon to me where it's not available for karaoke. So I know. now you have a much wider song selection. I thought it was cool too. Like there's some settings um in apple music sing where you can bring in the background music or just like the background singers oh cool Um, like you have options of how much vocals you want because sometimes it's actually a little daunting to have no vocals no i completely agree (laughs) i always want like because i think if you do professional level karaoke they have a little bit of the of the vocals so you can match it because maybe i'm crazy but when i when i'm singing along to the radio i feel like i can stay somewhat on key more so because i can match it but when it's when they remove all the vocals i have a really hard time staying on key yeah me too this they're saying adjustable vocals you can sing with the original artist take the lead or mix it up uh with like removing it all together so i thought that that's a nice um nice feature to add to that and like when you're talking about karaoke being cheesy I guess it is, but to me, the biggest obstacle is just like getting over yourself and thinking that you can sing and not worrying about sucking. And I think that um, it's worth doing because it was like the most fun thing that we've done as a company. And I'm sure at family get togethers, people will appreciate you for stepping out and boldly singing a song, whether you have a great voice or not. Yeah. And maybe, you know, add a few holiday cocktails in the mix because that that tends to help. (laughs) Yes, that will help you too. So my parents are just recovering from COVID and we had a little holiday, early holiday party over the weekend via Zoom, which was surprisingly fun. So I thought it was just worth bringing up because, you know, a lot of you are living probably across the country from loved ones. And also people are still getting COVID and, Mm. and that's affecting holiday plans too. So do you have any remote plans for the holidays for parties? Or are you avoiding that? I do, I do not. Uh, yeah, Donna was asking me what my remote solution was. And I said my solution was to not do remote holiday parties. <laughs> um, but nonetheless, I certainly have done them in the past. And we both agree that Zoom is our preferred uh, online. Oh, it is. Yeah. Right. Do you, do you, I, I said we both agree. Do you agree that Zoom is the, Zoom the way is to go? my preferred. But I thought like I thought your preference was not at all. So I didn't know yeah, if, if, if you're forced if to choose what you would be. Do it, be a, Partly because I think that if you're doing it, um, oftentimes you have somebody who doesn't have an iPhone. So FaceTime can be nice. 
Uh, but it if somebody doesn't have an iPhone or an Apple product, then it's harder to do. Zoom is obviously more universal, and it's just a little bit more fully baked, in my opinion. Yeah, now that there is the option to switch FaceTime between devices, it's a little more appealing to me because a lot of times I'll pick up a FaceTime call, like you said, like on your iPhone, and then it's annoying to be holding up your phone the whole time you're on a call. Yeah. So it is nice now you can switch over to your Mac pretty easily. But I think the main reason I like Zoom is um, it's a little more official, like you're sending out a link to people. You can also do that in FaceTime now, but it's just not like as obvious and clear how to do it. Um, And so, and you can easily set like a zoom meeting time mm-hmm. and i think there's just something about it that makes it feel more like you're actually having like a party or a meeting i will say though that's if you have a bunch of people you're calling in from different locations we the other day um we did like a, a friend get together and one of our friends actually sarah who used to be on the podcast wasn't in, in town and so we got her on facetime on my computer and we just moved her around the room and we <laughs> literally put her in chairs like on my computer and it it, it worked really well yeah so i think if it's just one person facetime's great if it's groups of people especially if you're trying to coordinate with time zones and things like that zoom is just a little bit easier to do that stuff with that actually is a good point to bring up because that was an experiment that I wasn't sure how it was going to go, um, mm-hmm. having like some people be in person and then one person not be. But it actually worked totally well and fine. So if you are just like having your family Christmas and there's one person you want to loop in, I think it's really it's a nice idea too to let them feel included. Somehow I felt like one of the things that worked was like treating the computer as if it were Sarah. Like in yeah. other words, like literally we, like, like setting her her, the computer in a location where Sarah would have sat. And we all sat in a circle and one of the people there in the circle was just my computer. Um, we even cheers. Yeah. We had matching meals. Yeah. Like you could do a lot of things to make it festive. That was a cool idea, actually. So yeah. one thing we did is we all in town ate tacos and then we door dashed her tacos. So we use very coordinate. generous term. This was all you, David. <laughs> it was such a good idea. Yeah. So you can coordinate that ahead of time, which was fun to do just if you're trying to make it festive for the holidays and you're not in the same place. And it's a, it's like a really great way to be thoughtful to somebody. Like a, also if they have COVID to get DoorDash. It's a bummer to have good... COVID over the holidays. Yeah. Yeah. It really, really is. And you can DoorDash in other cities is what we learned. So um, the other thing I talked about this for Thanksgiving, but if you have people in town that I think is really fun, if you go on YouTube and you get a fireplace for your TV, so you can find yes, like fireplace HD, yeah, fireplace HD on your TV and it turns your TV into the fireplace. And I think it's fun. The crackling noise is part of what makes it great. Like it really creates that like cozy, cozy vibe and feeling. Totally. I love that. Um, family photos is something else we wanted to talk about. Oh, but that's less of a remote party tip um the last one i did want to mention for remote parties is share play which you can use in messages and i think that a lot of people don't realize that you can use it in apple music um and spotify and i think over the holidays it's it's kind of a sweet thing if you're apart from people to be listening to christmas carols together or like some kind of holiday album together and feel connected that way and in messages it's like you see it in the message thread and you're still able to text each other or start a FaceTime call at any time while sharing your content. So that that's a fun one too. That's iOS 16 or later that you can use that on. So family photos, let's talk about that for a minute. Do you have any good hacks for getting a good holiday shot? I mean, I talked about this in the Thanksgiving episode, but I'll bring it up again. If you have an Apple Watch, 
I think that it's really useful for family photos because Apple Watch has a camera app. So you can, rather than doing the thing where you tap the timer and then go running in and try to make in the photo in time, you can, everybody can be in the shot. You can frame it. You can see the framing on your Apple Watch. And then you can actually take the picture by pushing the shutter on your Apple Watch. So if you have an Apple Watch, that's a really great use case for this. The other obvious piece of that is tripods help so you don't have to do this weird balancing act. I think a, a tripod's really nice. Um, the Joby Gorilla Pod is a great one that has like bendable legs that you can it can um, be used on uneven surfaces or uneven surfaces, and it's usually and they're like pretty inexpensive too. So that's been always like a fan favorite in the office. Um, also, the Ulanzi magnetic phone bracket is one that Colin really likes because it's MagSafe compatible. So there's just mm. less of like a the hassle of having to snap it in and oh, out. Oh, that's a cool idea. Yeah, the the MagSafe is is really great for that. The final tip that I always tell every year is that you should use live photos for group shots. Yes. Um, live photos in general, I keep on all the time. I find that it's really nice to have that three seconds of footage that you can go through and choose your favorite shot from. Um, live photos, for those of you who don't know, it records three seconds. It chooses for you the best shot, but you can go and override that yourself. Um, also, you can then save those as little videos. It just gives you a lot more options. Mm -hmm. And so I like that. Um, and for family photos, it's saved me so many times because someone has their eyes closed at different moments and you're way more likely to be able to find that moment where everyone's looking at least decent. Totally. You know? So um, I think that's a good... Those are my top top tips for getting a family family photo yeah i think i think we covered our bases here for everybody so i happy holidays we hope whether you're remote or in person you got you have a great holiday with your friends and family yes and thank you so much for being part of the iphone life community we appreciate you so much thanks for listening to this podcast and uh we'll see you in the new year we'll see you in the new year